pandemonium reigns. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Pandemonium Reigns. And week two told us that the reigneth is that of the pandemonium. Uh, what a wild week two. What a wild, wild uh, Saturday for the volunteers in Pittsburgh. Uh, dude, what? <laughs> I've never been so, so glad to see a game in with a W. My goodness. Okay, so let, you know what? Let's not waste any time. All right, here's here's the normal stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Cool. Great. Let's talk Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and this is kind of about how the way that I feel. Last year, we were on the losing end of that. Agreed, 100%. We found, we found a way to win it. However, uh, I'm, I'm not happy. And I feel like – tell me if you're seeing this too. I feel like the general media is, is, is praising us. Like, what, what, a, what a performance from Tennessee. And I'm going, what, what game did you watch? Yeah, um, which is so odd because they can't make their mind up on whether to bash us, whether to <laughs> yeah. praise us just beyond what we could even remotely deserve. Um, but yeah, I mean, Peter Burns, I'm not sure if you saw his tweet, he had his rankings out this morning and it featured Tennessee at 10. Oh, um, good Lord. And, Come and on. there's just, I'm sorry. I like Peter Burns, but that's just wrong. That's, that's just wrong. wrong, man. You can't do that. Like it's just wrong. I, I'm going to stop with the exaggerations and the cliches and talking about these usual things that happen. Yes. Tennessee won that game and they didn't a year ago and they have it so so many times over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. The only concern that I have with that, and heck, I'm grateful for the win. We said last week, just win, one point better. That's all we need to see. Yeah. All those things happen. They did. They did happen. Yes. Um, But good teams and better teams don't allow that to get to overtime. They put them away when their defense gets them a stop, when they force missed field goals, when they force punts, when they turn teams over. They, they don't allow that game to get to overtime. And, and trust me, I, I, I think, you know, I think more of Pitt than I did going into the game because I, I frankly didn't – I didn't think much of their offense. And I, I think they have two pretty good quarterbacks, pretty good, both put the ball in danger a couple times, and, and neither were able to escape Tennessee's rush, hmm. which I guess if there's any concern for Pitt, it's that offensive line that is a collective 125 years old – <laughs> and just let their quarterbacks get beat to pieces, man. Um, but again, I think more of Pitt and a little less of Tennessee coming out of that game. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not throwing up the caution signs. And I'm not saying, oh God, we're going five and seven. We're not making a bowl. I'm not even saying that we're going to be worse than than preseason predictions, like eight and four and normal predictions. Mm-hmm. But the top echelon of, of football teams don't allow that to get to overtime. Whether it's a close win in regulation, whether they run away with it like Tennessee might have a year ago. Um, better teams don't let that get to overtime. Yeah, I, I, I think that's well said. Uh, I want to comment on your point where, where you quoted us and said, hey, if it's a one-point win, just get the win, get out of there. What When we were saying that, what that does not include, the variables that does not include, we, we would have said that one-point win was Hendon Hooker, Tillman, Hyatt, uh, McCoy being in rhythm. The off the offense just being in rhythm as a whole 
And we probably would have said that one point win was because of a shootout. Because the defense lets you down like yeah. it did last year. Well, yes, yes, yes. So, so the positive thing coming out of this game was, hey, defense stepped up. However, we, we, we started this game three and out, three and out. And at that point, I'm going, oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Because in this offense, you cannot do that. And I will say, let me comment on this real quick. Um, good job, Coach Heupel, and slowing it down on third down and saying, slow down, let's get the right play in, let's make the right decision here. And you know what? You know, props to him for ab abandoning his offense, abandoning his MO and going fast. 100%. And doing the right thing. And 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 getting the conversion, which is which is more important than running your offense. So positive positive things there. I think I'm mainly just kind of I'm concerned. I, I am. I, this this hooker thing is is <laughs> throwing me through a loop. What is is this is the stuff that we saw with Joe Milton last yeah. year. Yeah, and, and it is you know to give credit where it may be due, where it may just, we need to be a little bit nicer. It's not as egregious as Joe Milton was last year, but that's true. It's not at all characteristic of who Hendon hooker was a year ago. Right. Um, I mean, some of those passes and, and again, it's not like he's missing it by country mile, like Joe Milton was right. But if he just dials it into where he had it a year ago, and I'll say if like Joe Milton needed to do, if he'll just reduce the speed and the velocity of the throw, here and there, not sure. across the board, sure. just here and there, sure. then then I think you would have seen Tennessee pull away in this game. And I don't think it would have been much of a game once the game slowed and settled down for Tennessee because it had a chance. And again, something that would have happened years ago is that the team might have folded down 10-0, yeah. things not going your way, passes yeah. are getting dropped. But what a turnaround they made. Um, yeah. it, was, it was really impressive, the turnaround that was made. And, and to your point of bringing up third downs and us getting the correct play in, that makes my heart happy in the long term that Hopple is willing to go away from his bread and butter of that tempo. Great point. Because, you know, what we've seen for years is, no, 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 this is what we do. This is who we are. We won't change it. <laughs> the process is infallible. Wow. Yeah. Um, the process is not infallible. There's not any infallible process. The name of the game is adaptation and and adjustments. It's the name of the game, and it's something that Tennessee hasn't done for 10 years, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's adjusting your offense to your personnel. I mean, it, it's, it's, what get coach, it's what gets good coaches fired. I mean, my mind immediately goes to a Mac Brown when he goes from a Colt McCoy to a Garrett Gilbert, who <sighs> Garrett Gilbert is not a Colt McCoy. He's, he's a statue in the pocket, and, he, and he's a slinger, and Colt McCoy was kind of a little bit of everything, mobile and whatnot. But anyway, you know what? Props to Coach Heupel for, for making that adjustment. Offensively, our running game did not help Hendon. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and blast Hendon, but our running game didn't help. Jalen Wright was 9 for 47. That's good for 5.2 yards per carry. And Jabari Small was 10 for 17. Oh, man. I wanted to be so wrong and so low on my preseason prediction of just having Jabari Small in the 800s. I think I said eight. 825 or 875. I wanted to be so wrong. Yeah. I wanted to be so wrong. Um, but sorry to interrupt you, but no, you're fine. That's the first thing that popped in my mind is 10 for 17. <laughs> he he got this, he got the most carries of a running back yesterday. Um yeah. Yeah. He, Hendon Hooker did have 15 carries. Yes, sacks were involved in that. 
that's not going to get you a thousand yards rushing 10 for 17 against Pitt mm-hmm. again. And I think Pitt is better than I gave them credit for. And, that front and, seven's nasty. And that the nation gave them credit for because that is a great front seven and a pretty athletic secondary, if yeah. we're honest. Yes, yeah, we beat yeah. them sometimes. Yeah. But we've yeah. got some pretty dang good receivers. We knew this. Yes. Um, that's a great front seven. I mean, that that would win you a lot of ball games in most conferences, and including the SEC in that for me, yeah. that front seven. Oh, absolutely. That's a that is a you know what that's a dang good pit team all the way around. When uh, they they talk a lot about their locker room. This is one reason Slovis wanted to go there. You know, the culture was good, the locker room was good. You know, we've blasted Pat. Uh, over the past several weeks but you know what props to him props to him he almost he almost won won this game with his second string quarterback with one leg one leg man and and while we're talking about front sevens and about defenses can we get Rodney Garner a raise or (laughs) um right you know can we get him some money because this game started out like I'm I'm not going to say the ball state game but it started out characteristic of how this defense has trended and played at Tennessee for yeah. this era yeah. of just not quite being there in time. And, and let me tell you this, when Wesley Walker got home for that stack, mm-hmm. it, it's like they just put it all together from that point of the game, almost exclusively. Yes. There were plays where Patty or Slovis had a lot of time to, to deal the ball, mm-hmm. but boy, did they start getting a lot more pressure after that sack? Oh yeah. And you know what? We were, we were, we were very creative in we were. our blitzes. Uh, which I was really, I was really happy to see. Uh, I, I liked that we were throwing heat at at Slovis, and I kept telling my buddy who was here, and I was like, "Listen, we might not be getting there in time, but we're hitting this dude, and he's feeling it." And it finally took its toll when Tyler Barron gets his arms around him and slings him to the ground. Of course, I think that one hit kind of did it in itself. Agreed. But what? What? A, I mean, man, I, I'm I'm total agreement with what you said. What they what, were laying it to him before that. Wasn't the stat line like 26 QB? You're going to know this. That's the highest tweeted number that I've seen. Again, getting my information from Twitter, which is your 247s of the world, your on threes, your rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it's the Tennessee beat riders tweeting those numbers out. Um, yeah. and, and most of them did that I follow. Um, but, yeah, 25 from one person, 26 from another. I can't remember who was who. It was either uh, Wes Rucker or Ben McKee yeah. um, on that. And that's the most, I can't remember it. You may know this. That's the most in a long time uh-huh. for uh-huh. a Tennessee defense. And if there's, if there's positive takeaways to take from this game, I think it's what you said earlier. The third down adaptivity, slowing it down a little bit, ensuring that the call is correct. And then those quarterback hurries, mm-hmm. those will travel in all – 12 or 13 games or more that you play in this season and yeah. in any season. Yeah. If you get that quarterback thinking about – if you get him hearing those feet coming at him. Sure. If you, if you start to beat him up and, 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 and slam him down, his, his everything, everything mentally changes. Oh, yeah. He starts, he starts hearing those, those feet coming his way. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, as it showed yesterday, it's going to take a toll on you physically as well. Oh, Absolutely. absolutely and what i was real encouraged by this like i'm I'm piggybacking right off this conversation we were able to to blitz so much and so well because our quarterbacks were holding it down yes um and man i know that we one thing that i want to talk about and i'm sure we will for this game is that that 
roster did the number of guys that played, and you would expect this coming from Ball State to Pitt, it shrank significantly, especially at receiver, and there was no rotation in the secondary. Right. Uh, Christian Charles came in for Kamal Haddon on a, a play Late. where Late. Uh, and a, yes, on the last play of the game for Pitt, but earlier in the game when I think Haddon had an equipment issue, just a brief like a one or two oh, play okay. issue. I missed that. All um right. yeah. Um, hey, my Penny Walker is out there looking for Christian Charles coming onto the field. So he's got fans <laughs> in these parts, my friend. Um, and I and I noticed it too. Um, but I thank okay. your mom for that for that shout out. But the, the roster shrunk consistently. It should. But but I'm gonna say that Warren Burrell, even on I, I'm just agreeing with you. What just to clarify, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah, the secondary played so much better. Even on Pitt's last touchdown, that fourth down play, I believe it was, where Warren did give up the touchdown. He was in pretty good position on that play. And what a throw and catch it was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, I think Pitt's got two pretty good quarterbacks. I think that must have been a heck of a decision to go with Keaton Slavas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I think there are holes in Tennessee's defense to where, you know, maybe if a second string guy is not as good, he can have a good performance. But Tennessee's defense has come a long way and yes. won them the football game yesterday, yes. without a doubt. Yes, Ab- absolutely. Hey, uh, I, I I think Kamal Haddon has locked up that other cornerback spot opposite of Warren Burrell and looks good. He, he does look good. The way he carries himself, it's like he's he's the one that's supposed to be out there. Agreed. And I'm here for it. Um, now, listeners, my 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 co-host here, he's an angry individual. <laughs> <laughs> and one day you guys are going to get to see the side of him. Oh, uh, yes, that I, will. that I get to see. Mike, I'm going to say a name and listen. Just just talk to me, and and you don't have to play nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Just 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 talk to me. Trayvon Flowers. <laughs> Listeners can't see my head hang, and they also can't read my text. Thank goodness. Um, let me go ahead and say this outside because Trayvon is your punt returner in 2022 for now, <laughs> for now, <Yeah>. <laughs> big for now there. Sure. Trayvon actually outplayed Jalen McCullough. I think I actually think that yes, hundred percent. Yes. Yes. But we have, we have got to get players on campus and it won't matter in 2023 because their eligibility is up, frankly. Sure. Um, or I think it is, but you've got to have more competition better athleticism, Mm -hmm. and better football angles. Folks, if you don't know what I mean, go watch Israel Abanacanda's Mm -hmm. long, long touchdown run and watch the angle that number two took trying to take him down. I'm not saying that these players are supposed to be perfect. I'm not saying that. But if you you get in position, you make that play. If you don't take the angle that that Jalen McCullough took, you make that play. Again, Looking back at some of the replays and, and watching a little bit more of that game, I think Trayvon redeemed most of the bad except for the muff punt. Because again, there's an opportunity where a good team puts Pittsburgh away. Yeah. If you don't muff that punt, you drive and you just get three points. You put that team away. But that was an inexplicable mistake. It was a a bit of a rough day for Mike Eckler's units. And and Mike Eckler's not responsible for a player muffing a punt. He's right. not responsible for a punt getting blocked ultimately, but Pitt cut it close early in the game. Mm-hmm. You saw the same look. They mm-hmm. got home. They blocked the punt. Mm-hmm. This gets you beat. Yes. There are three phases to football. Any of the three can get you beat. And yeah. frankly, if you don't let that punt get blocked, if you don't muff the punt, 
you put them away in regulation. Absolutely. So the uh, special teams can cost you points in a heartbeat, as we saw. So my problem with our punt getting blocked is, like you said, we gave them this look and they came after it. I told my buddy who's here, I was like, if we if we like we need to make an adjustment, they're going to get home. Right. We, we've got to see this coming. They're, they're getting closer and closer. They're, they're going to get home. And my question as far as the, 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 the Flowers muff punt is, is he really the, the, best, the best option, a, a guy who's taken all these snaps on, on defense? I mean, can a, can a squirrel white not, you know, field that punt? I, I, I'm not saying it's because of Trayvon was tired. I, I don't know. I just we, – we've seen Trayvon and, – and maybe they're thinking, hey, Trayvon, he's got the most secure hands. Let's just field this punt and, you know, let's get our offense on the field. Maybe that's the thought. Um, yeah. But not a good day. For, for Coach Eckler and the special teams go, because if you feel that, you know, that we're probably, <laughs> probably a, a different outcome, which I want, I want to throw this at, at you as well, because as of right now, change my mind. Let's play this game. Change my mind. Okay, Mike, if Keaton it. Slovis doesn't get hurt, I don't think we win that game. The only, the only rebuttal that I can say is that the pass rush did carry directly from Slovis right on to Nick Patty. They were fresher in his face on many, many of the dropbacks. Mm-hmm. But I agree. If their first string is healthy and he's able to pass the ball like he did well enough to win the job, then it could be a different outcome. Sure. Um, because they did have talent at tight end. Um, they had talent at receiver and they had talented backs. Yes, they were without potentially running back one, Mr. Hammond, but they had talent at other positions, at other key positions. And you lose quarterback one, and and you probably you have a you have a better a better chance to win that game with him. Hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I just I don't like our odds if if Slovis stays in that game. He's 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 more mobile. Patty didn't really look comfortable from the get go. I thought. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's almost like the more he limped around and the more he was on the <laughs> field, the more he the more he settled in. Props yeah. to him for making a great throw. Gutty, Dude, gutty game. I him. mean, I, I mean, well done, well done. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out. You know what? We missed this in our previous episode. You know, you know what we didn't do? We didn't, we didn't do this. We did not give our strong performer of the week. So we're gonna have to do it in this episode. We have to. And I'm gonna steal your thunder, and I'm gonna go first. <laughs> hey, you be my guest because I'm. Listen, folks, I'm so flabbergasted by this Tennessee game. I mean, I, legitimately, maybe, maybe one day when I get to heaven. Um, hope to see you there. But one day <laughs> when I when I see Jesus and I talk to him and I'm gonna say, hey, just just cur- out of curiosity, how many how much longer would I have lived if that Tennessee pit game wasn't a thing in 2022? Like can you <laughs> like do you have that number readily available? Is it do you have that anywhere? Because it took years off my life. I lost brain cells, <laughs> my blood pressure was sky high. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't what I need. Coming off that Alabama loss, excuse me, that Alabama win that should have been a loss, arguably, mm-hmm. the the vibes were horrid at mm-hmm. the Walker residence, especially okay. after that start of the game. So you be my guest and go first, and maybe my brain will start to work again. All right. Okay, well, let's set it up. It's time for the strong performance of the week. Are you, I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong if you strong. And I said, we strong, man. My strong performer of the week, and I, 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 
you know what? He, nobody's talking about him. Nobody's <laughs> talking about him. But the dude racked up 14 tackles, seven solo tackles, and a TFL, responsible for three of those many QB hur- hurries. But the dude was ever, everywhere. I can't talk. Linebacker, number 24, Aaron Beasley. My gosh, did we see this coming into the season? Did we expect this production out of this guy? This dude is playing angry, and I love it. I mean, he was everywhere, everywhere. I mean, I'm going to give – I don't know what the number is, but I'm going to give a percentage uh, of this win responsibility to him. He was he was 100 agree with you. He was outstanding, and and I just want to point out real quick the week performer of the week. I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that, but there was a point where I'm pointing my finger. I'm going, do not do that, Jeremy Banks. Where he almost cost. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Um, like you're in your last. It's his last year, right? It is. It is his last year of eligibility. Grow up. We're, We're tired of seeing you do this. Stop it. Uh, stop stop flirting with disaster. Uh, but anyway, strong performer of the week for me, Aaron Beasley. What say you? Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Aaron Beasley is the correct answer. I 100% agree with your with your answer. I'm going to give you a different name, and I've got a pretty dang good argument if I do say so myself. Bring it on, baby. Um, and here's the thing, is I can't say Cedric Tillman because there was a couple balls that I would love to see him have. Yes. I mean, balls that he's caught before. I'm not saying yes. that – that you know you should or you you shouldn't catch those every time but just passes he's taught before yeah here's my strong performer of the week jalen hyatt jalen hyatt yes there were there were questions of is he going to be somebody that steps up is he finally going to secure that every down playing time and like i mentioned a moment ago or a few moments ago the lineup did shrink a lot less receivers in that game yesterday yeah but let me tell you this there's a pretty solid three-headed beast there again um mm-hmm. brew he's got a little bit of that dog in him that third down conversion that he had was another play that saved frankly saved this game yes yes um but jalen hutt he led the team in receptions yeah and you can tell that hendon likes to go his direction i think the way that hendon might look at this is where's where's four at i'm throwing the ball four y'all know it's coming right <laughs> yeah. and then if, if if tillman is covered up then I think he feels really, really good about Hyatt and, and Brew McCoy. And and boy, it makes me happy to see Hyatt, A, being kind of the guy that we need him to be in terms of reliability. We know he's fast. Yeah. We know that that will shine in this season. But but just again, being someone that Hendon trusts, and I think it is evident that he put in that work this offseason because he looks very solid so far. Absolutely. Listen, he was he was al- almost responsible for half of, uh, for, of, of Hendon's completions. Let, I mean, uh, that's true. Uh, I mean, Hendon had 27 completions. Hyatt had 11 catches. I mean, he's he's almost there. <laughs> he's almost there. He is. Yes, Tillman led in yards, but Hyatt had a couple conversions for us that were massive. But from my fans' lens, hey, that's a great great call on the strong performer of the week. I, I, I'm in total agreement there. Uh, and and I, I was, I'm in total agreement on your not going Tillman. Because if you look at the stat sheet, the stat sheet says Tillman, right? The the three digit yeah. number. Yeah, and, and hey, if if it's not Cedric Tillman, does does Hooker throw that ball there in overtime? Does he throw it? Maybe if it's as if it's Brew as big as he is, I mean, but it's maybe, that yeah. chemistry between him and Cedric that that Absolutely. made him throw that ball. Absolutely. But I, again, I'm agreeing with you. 
absolutely. But th- from a fan uh, perspective, and and you got you, I, you, I have to assume that Hendon is feeling the same way. I've got three dudes that I am in love with. Absolutely. Philman and High and McCoy on the same uh, on uh, on the field at the same time are a problem. Absolutely. And I know Pitt fans are real upset with that Brew McCoy touchdown. Uh, the uh, gosh, I forgot the the name of the the penalty. Uh, help me out. Illegal touching Illegal is touching. what it would have been. Yes, but I I mean <laughs> the rule book's pretty clear. He's, he was forced out. Um, the dude runs with purpose. Hyatt was, was found himself open several times. Talking, let's talk Tillman for a second. There's there's two catches or two two drops, I should say, that kind of stick out to me. One was a third down. It was a slant. Kind of hits him hits him in the numbers. Just doesn't come up with it. I want to say this. Well defended. Well defended. I mean, I think he still has to make that. Uh, right? I do agree. Yeah, he's got, he's got inside leverage. He's got the man beat, but it's 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 still a great play by the defender. And I I couldn't tell you the down and distance on the second one, but we ran, um, we sneaked him in, kind of in over the middle, and the ball that he drops is high. Yes, very catchable, but uncharacteristic of Hendon, or at least from um, yeah, what we agreed. saw from last year. Yeah, uncharacteristic of who Hendon was last year. And, you know, based on the feeling from that game yesterday, I put more of that on Hendon, especially the one coming from left to right where you're talking about sneaking him over the middle. Mm-hmm. I do believe that was the third down drop as well. Do not quote me on that. Do not take that to the bank. Okay. But a very clutch moment is what that was. And, again, a play that Cedric Tillman makes a year ago or, or seemed to at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on the vibe of the game, because we've talked about Hendon. We even, we even talked about Hendon a little bit against Ball State. Yeah. And just not – but it's game one. It's week one. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, heck, maybe there's even something to the fact that this offense did click when it did as the season progressed last year. Sure. Anything is possible. Ultimately, there's a lot of unknowns across the sport still. Yes. Um, but I do put those just a hair, just a hair more on Hendon because he's not been quite the same guy yet. But I do think in time that you'll see those things line up and be much more unseen. I really hope so. And listen, for Tennessee, this Akron game couldn't come at a better time. Absolutely. I, I love where this game is now falling into place uh, before Florida comes into town. Uh, Florida is going to host USF uh, this weekend. So they're going to kind of get a, a, a similar situation. Akron's worse. It's not even close, but – we we need we need this week to get in sync offensively, and if I'm the defense, if I'm Banks, I'm going, hey, more steam, boys, more steam. We we cannot rely on them to get it together. Let's 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 have the mentality that Absolutely. we got that, that we have to go win ball games. Offensively, Heupel, I'm looking at Hendon. I'm saying, are you good? How can I take pressure off you? You know, like. Is is there are there plays out there that you don't like? You know, is it you know you know what's going on? Like, listen, no pressure, man. Like, I, just tell me what's going on in your head, uh, because the, the what we've seen so far, even in sometimes in the Ball State game, uncharacteristic of him from from what yeah. we know him to be in twenty one. Exactly, and 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 don't get it twisted. Um, his his stats are still good. 
his completion oh, yeah. percentage is still high 60s and he's thrown for if he hasn't thrown for 600 yards in two games or, or most part of two games yeah. then he's dang close yeah. but again we're just asking where is the accuracy and the guy that we saw a year ago because it was like i mean just two different offenses i mean frankly yeah. with with milton i'm not sure how many games you win last year and and with hooker you definitely feel like you could have won another couple than you already did. Yeah. Um, and, and we're just asking where that guy's at, you know, and again, I just want to triple, triple state that it's early in the year. And, yes. and these time, these things do take time to get in sync against live body opponents. So sure. perhaps it works itself out. I'm sure they'll be living in the film room because he's a veteran and because I trust this staff of quarterbacks. Yes. And, I'm not saying that I'm jumping ship on Hendon and that we need to see Joe or, or, or anything like that. Uh, but I would do want to take something you said and uh, how close um, he has been. I want to take those words and say, you know how close he was to a pick? Oh, man. Absolutely. An inch. An inch. Literal uh, inch. The, hey, less than, less than like half a foot. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. there was not much foot out of bounds and we're frankly – got lucky twice both on offense and defense that a guy yes. was out of bounds. Yes. Because both were so, so makeable plays for for Pitt and they just didn't execute. And yeah. usually it's Tennessee that didn't execute. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to come back to Pitt just for a second. Did we did we miss him? Are they are they just that much better than what we thought? You know, um it, it's tough to gauge. There's there's concerns for me that that maybe we made maybe we made them look better than they are because boy West Virginia either was really down yesterday or they're not very good because they they let Kansas beat them at home yeah um, and and Kansas is improving Lance Lance Leupold is a good coach mm-hmm. but I have concerns why is Pitts again I'm not being mean but why is their old their old offensive line mm-hmm. they're veterans why are they letting up sacks why are they letting their quarterbacks get demolished I mean what's going on. Yeah, and and yes, they ran the ball better than they did against West Virginia. No, they did not pass it statistically quite as well as they did against West Virginia. But I mean, like, who are they? Their their defense is I'm going to say pretty dang good. It, it's going to be a top unit in that ACC. I'm, I'm really believe that because that front seven will win you ball games. But oh, absolutely. I, I, I just don't know who they are. Uh, I, I my gut tells me that they're better than they than we thought they were. I just hope that Tennessee's not elevating their play, making them look good, and they're not. I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, if 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 Pitt can get Slovis back, you have to like them in that conference. You, they, I, think, uh, I think you have to. They could be a, they could be a ten. They could push for 10, 11 wins with Keaton Slovis if you figure out what's going on with the, the pressure that they're allowing. Yeah, and, and you get that straightened out. That's yeah. that's what you got to do. Well, coming back to the Tennessee Lens just for a second as we wrap up uh, today's episode, there are, there's there's a handful of things that we are going to have to do better in order to beat Florida. Uh, quick question. Let me throw this at you very, very, very quickly. Is the front seven better for Florida or is it better for Pitt? I'm going to say it's deeper for Pitt. Better? That's tough, but – you know, it, it wasn't just one or two guys for Pitt. It was a lot of guys causing problems. Yeah. In that entire front seven. Um, and they were missing a, 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 a defensive tackle. Yeah, a starter, absolutely. A defensive tackle. Yeah, absolutely. And 
And I just don't trust a lot of that Florida team. I mean, can what do you think that's an uglier Florida loss if if Chris Rodriguez is there? I'm gonna say it is. Yeah, Cavassier smoke looked good, but I mean you lost by question. 10. Yeah, your offense hurts you, but I, I'm gonna right now, I'm leaning pit. It's a close race, but I'm leaning pit. I think that's fair, but on, on behalf of Cavassier Smoke, however you say his name, 14 carries, 80 yards. You know, if you've got a – oh, my gosh, you just said his name. I'm getting old, bro. Chris Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 Rodriguez. If he's there, you now have a bit of a two-headed monster, you know, and and Levi, Will, Livis, whatever his freaking name is, he only threw it 24 times. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they're, they're not afraid to run the ball. Possibly, I'm, I'm going to say so, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I said the exact same thing for Pitt. I think if Slovis stays healthy for this game, you're probably looking at a different outcome. I'm really disappointed – Really disappointed overall that they were down to their second string quarterback who was basically on one foot and we couldn't get the job done. Yeah. It, it never should have gone to overtime. Absolutely. They not. were with Patty for a whole half. And and we go scoreless in the third quarter. And yeah, like, I mean gotta be better. And, and just just real quick, that that reminds me of the conversation that we had um yesterday is, you know talking about I would rather be a team that's able to bounce back from a, te- from a bad start. Mm-hmm. Again, the worst start of the Hopple era. To this point at Tennessee, worst start of the Hopple era. Yeah. Even against Georgia and Alabama, you started better. It's crazy. I would much rather be a team that is able to bounce back from that than someone who, similar to last year, starts hot, can't continue for 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand depth and talent and things like that. But again, I would rather be someone that finishes games than starts hot, but that wasn't exclusively the case yesterday. Yes, Tennessee bounced back, had a yes. huge second quarter. Yes. And a quarter they were terrible in last year um, and a good end of the first quarter. But the third quarter was a big pile of junk. I mean, play yeah. calling, we both had concerns that we texted about. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, solid. But, yeah. you know, we don't need the third quarter of 2022 to be the second quarter of 2021. Can't afford that. That That's- will leave you – Six, six, six and six, seven and five. You'll be a worse football team than you were a year ago. I mean, that's that's very well said. Hey, I want to uh, wrap, start to wrap things up with a couple yeah. team, team stats. So we were very close in, in in first downs. They had twenty one. We had twenty. They were four for eighteen on third down. But you know what? We weren't any better. We were six for sixteen. That that number wow. is going to have to jump in order to beat Florida significantly. Total yards four sixteen for us. Four fifteen for them. Remarkable. We outpassed them 325 to 274. They outrushed us 141 to 91, but they did have, you know, a whopping four more attempts. They were good for <laughs> three and a half on yards per rush. We were good for two and a half. That number has got to jump in order to beat Florida. Seven for 70 in penalties has got to come down. They were five for 28. And we both had, we shared even uh, two turnovers a piece you know what a win is a win is a win uh i'm i'm nervous (laughs) kind of nervous going forward and and let me let me throw something at you we are going to be walking a very fine line against akron i'm I'm hoping this is going to mess you up a little bit we are going to be walking the fine line of getting back into rhythm and getting off the field early enough so that we don't get hurt agreed um that's not even debatable to me. That's that's gospel. Um, you, I thought that I've been toying with while we've been talking about it is 
do you slow it down even more than you kind of did at times in the pit game to allow just confidence that you have yourself in seeing play calling execution? I don't think you do because you're not going to slow it down against Florida, against Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky. You're not ever going to slow down other than to make sure you get the call right. So go full, full blazing speed ahead, execute, leave no doubt. Yeah. Shut them out, man. Oh, absolutely. Listen. Bury them. Michigan State just beat them 52 to nothing. You better murder them. Murder them. (laughs) Get things in sync. Be ready for Florida, but be healthy. 100%. Yeah. Um, Celebrate the win over the weekend. And, and, and get back, get back to, work to work because you've got stuff to fix. And and the good and I, actually, I do want to end the episode right here. I'm very pleased with Coach Heifel, the way he took the field after that win was over. It it meant something. You could you could tell it meant something. And he told them we're we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this on the flight home. But once we're back, it's time to get back to work because a lot of mistakes were made. Absolutely, and, and he's right. You, you got to fix that crap. Uh, we we absolutely can't, we can't we that week two. You know what? There's grace. You're forgiven, <laughs> even though we're fans, <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, um, but you, you you've got to get Fix that it. corrected. You got to get that Fix corrected. You, you can't mm-hmm. take that that type of sloppy play into the annual schedule that we play. That is Florida. That is Georgia. That is Bama. Right. That is South Carolina. That is that is for this year LSU. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't do it. Not against any opponent and expect to win. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, well, hey, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you so much for downloading Pandemonium Reigns. Listen, we <laughs> we are almost, we are um, an inch away from 400 downloads total. And oh, man. We, I, I just can't say that Mike or I would have anticipated this. We are growing. It's crazy. And we are just so thankful. We've got listeners. Check this out, bro. We got listeners in Saudi Daisy. Saudi Daisy, I can baby. see it. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know who you are, but I love you. <laughs> Saudi Daisy, stand up. Saudi Daisy, the Daisy crazies, stand up. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to Pandemonium Reigns. This was our special Orange Cast episode where we only talk the volunteers of Tennessee. Hey, one last thing I want to say to uh, Texas before we hop up here. You ready? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're a state because of us. We love you guys. <laughs> Go beat Bama next My time. Man. <laughs> Go beat back love Bama you guys. next time. We love you guys. Have a great week. We'll be back for some week three action later in the week. Uh, peace and chicken grease. Peace out, Girl Scout. Later, Gator. We love you guys. No, no later, Gator. Love you guys. Oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>